We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. The Corpse Bride is a marvelously macabre film in which the clumsy victor accidentally marries, well, a corpse. But that's just a tale of fantasy, nothing but a stop-motion film. Something similar would never happen, right? Well, enter Dr. Carl Tanzler, who would have premonitions as a young boy of a dark-haired beauty, predestined to be his one true love. And when a dark-haired 22-year-old woman walked into the hospital in which Tanzler was working, he would be convinced this woman was the very same. But while some people have a hard time of letting go of love unreturned, Dr. Carl Tanzler may have had the hardest time of all. Join me and some very, very special guests as we discuss the case of Dr. Carl Tanzler. Well, hello, our fellow weirdos. It's Dom, and welcome to uh, Horror House, True Crime, and the Macabre. I hope you're doing fucking amazing on this Friday, and I want to remind you that you're all beautiful, beautiful people doing amazing things, and I very much appreciate that you've taken the time out of your busy, busy days to give this podcast a little listen. So, as I said, today's a very special episode because we have some guests um, it's been a hot minute since I did a collab. I think probably early 2022 was probably the last time I did one. So it's been a while, but I'm super, super stoked to have these guys on. And joining us today are the hosts of one of my new favorite shows, 100 Horrors. Hello, guys. How are you doing today? Hello. Hey. Good, good. I'm so, so stoked that you're you're here for a little bit of true crime. Hopefully this doesn't put you off ever coming back onto the show again. Uh, the listeners who may have not listened to your show, one, that's downright appalling, so it was shit out. I joke, lovely listeners, please do not, please do not abandon the show. I love you all. <laughs> no, I don't feel very um, <laughs> Please tell everyone about your show and where people can find it and all that good shit. Um, so 100 Horrors, find the best. 100 horror films about. People uh, started it with a poster from a shop called Meg and that has like best, allegedly best horror film in the world for us to watch. And most of the horror films you end up watching are terrible. So lately the show has just been us getting more and more angry about having to watch these films and uh, push towards season two where we choose our own films. Um, so that's what it is. It's kind of a kind of a review thing, uh, a review podcast, but it is. More like comedy than, than horror, I suppose. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're, none of us are qualified to to say what we're saying, and uh, we have some pretty uh, <laughs> controversial opinions. So what we do is we look life work. Right? So, <laughs> well, that was <laughs> shit. Just uh, undermine everyone's effort. So where can people where can people find you? Where can people listen? Where can people follow? Uh, Spotify. So you can find us on Spotify. Most people listen to you there, but I think we're on all the main ones. You can find us on Amazon and. All the, all the other niche ones as well. Uh, but you can find us on social media, 100 Horrors. Uh, we have a lot of audience 
questions. So we ask our audience to write in every week and provide jokes and things like that. But we don't want to do the hard work. Um, so <laughs> if you were to get your name out on the podcast and sharing your jokes with us, then please do get Wonderful. These guys have an awesome show. I'm not just saying that because you played my promo, but no, I, I came across you guys. I think you might have like shared something that Leo and Stephen posted and you know, I'm a I'm a big horror buff, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll see what see what the crack is, and yeah, it's part of my weekly listens for sure. So that's a bit of an ego boost for you guys, you know, Very much. because Horror House is an absolute powerhouse in the podcasting community. Just saying, absolutely, <laughs> I'm so as well. Uh, before we get the ball rolling, um, if you like merch, uh, we have a merch store. We don't talk about it much. It's not like we say this every single week. We never talk about the merch store. But there's plenty of goodies up on there and more will be coming. If you want to support the show and you want to represent Horror House with a hoodie or a t-shirt or a mug or some stickers, there is the Horror House slash Spores of Horror Thong that is in the works. That will be coming. Don't worry. Got a G collection, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Most of it is off washing line. (laughs) Well, you won't have to take this one off a washing line. And the best thing of all, there is still 30% off your entire order. So it's not just 30% off an item. It's 30% off your whole basket through to the end of this month, I want to say. And it's free shipping everywhere, no matter where you live. So that's one way that you can support the show. You can also support us by going to buy me a coffee, in the, which will be linked in the show notes, and getting us some coffees. If you don't know what buy me a coffee is, it's a one-time donation that you can make to creators and you can get them one coffee or two coffees or three coffees and it's not like patreon where you're going to have a monthly subscription that comes out sneaky sneaky without you noticing it's a one-time donation you can leave us a nice little message so you know it's another way to support us financially if you feel so inclined to but yeah that is the housekeeping out the way um so as i said before we start recording boys i scoured the internet which is not that much of an issue because of the nature of the podcast. My Google search history is questionable at best. So that didn't really make it any worse than it actually is. Hopefully the FBI don't look through my laptop at any point because that's going to be an awkward conversation to have. But I did scour the internet and I did stumble upon this absolute doozy of a case. So are you ready to jump in to the shenanigans of Carl Tanzer? I'm not. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear all the details. If I could see it, I'd be upset. So, off we go. Carl Tanzler was born as Kyle, uh, Carl Tanzler, so with a K, or George Carl Tanzler on February the 8th, 1877, in Dresden, Germany. We are going way back for this case. Way, way back. We've done a lot of old school cases recently, actually, but... Were more mental back then. That's why. What was that? 18... 1877 was when he was born. I mean, I suppose, yeah, I suppose people were a bit crazy back then. Essentially, like if you had a mental health condition, it was just they would chuck you in a mental asylum and then leave you there and then do absolutely nothing else. So, <laughs> yes. America. <laughs> so, Tanzler was raised in Imperial Germany, but he eventually ended up in Australia. Uh, just before World War I started. After returning to Germany, Tanzler would marry Doris Schaefer around 1920. Together, they had two children, uh, Aisha Tanzler and Clarista Tanzler, uh, who would unfortunately die of diphtheria at aged 
10. Tanzler would leave Germany for the United States in 1926 and travel to Cuba on the 6th of February from Rotterdam. He would move to Cuba from uh, Zephrils, Florida. That sounds like I've completely fucked that up. Zero frills. Zero frills. Um, Frills for all (laughs) the frills. (laughs) My my audience are used to me not being able to read, so it's fine. I've probably caught that up. Where's this this guy gone? So he's gone from Germany to Australia to then Cuba. Yeah. To Florida to Cuba. And this is is the 1800s for plane travel. He must have spent most of his life in a boat. Probably. (laughs) He's gone from... So he was raised in Imperial Germany, and he he ended up in Australia before World War One, and then he returned to Germany, and then he left Germany, the United States, in 1926, then travelled to Cuba from Rotterdam, and then he moved to Cuba from Florida. So he's all this money for a lot of uh, not air miles get sea miles, don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> racking them all up. <laughs> Carl Tanzler has. I'm je- like fair play. He's a piece of shit, but he's travelled, and I'm quite jealous. Like, I, I, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm not going to lie. I've seen the world. He's seen a lot of countries. Uh, sorry, he moved from Cuba to Florida. My mistake. He didn't move to Cuba from Florida. He moved fr- um, from Cuba to Florida. Uh, in 1927, he would take a position as a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, using the, uh, using the alias Carl von Kosel, uh, leaving his family behind in Zafril's. Because that's Alien. where all the frills are, apparently. <laughs> it's like, that's nah, fine. Just stay here. I'm blended. I'll put the bond in the money. Now I'll do it for I'll bond, whatever. This is, this is where, yeah, this is where it, it all just goes a bit south. And that's because the doctor witnessed a real-life wish come true when a Cuban-American woman called Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos entered the hospital. Uh, Hoyos was raised in a large family and was born in Key West in 1909 and was taken to the hospital by her mother after falling ill. Um, Her parents were cigar makers uh, and also homemakers. Uh, So Tanzler often had dreams as a young child in Germany of a beautiful dark-haired woman who was destined to be his one and only love. Uh, He was instantly sure that their love was destined to be because the 22-year-old beauty resembled his boyhood visions so precisely. Uh, And if you have a feeling you know where this is going to go, it's worse. Much worse. Based on what you said. (laughs) It it gets grim. I'm not going to lie. Tanzler had given the young Hoyos a tuberculosis diagnosis, which obviously was unfortunate. Um, as the disease was still regarded as lethal in the early 1900s. Tanzler was determined to save Hoyos and utilized a variety of specially made tonics, elixirs, and medications in an effort to accomplish uh, this despite the lack of formal training required to treat a tuberculosis patient. That might have something to do with the fact that he counterfeited his credentials and wasn't actually a doctor. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Give it a whirl. Like, so I'll give it a try. Um, What's worse that no one sussed him out or anything? Like he's got Von in his name. We have to believe him. Of course he's a doctor. He's Von Tantel. Of course he is. Like, how good was it, were his credentials if no one picked up on the fact that they were just a bunch of shit? Like, Jesus Christ. Man. Every time he criticizes him, he just shows him. Come on. You want an idea. I've given you 10 degrees. What more do you need? 
So these treatments were given by Kyle uh, by Carl Tanzler in Horace's home, while he showered her with presents and expressed his love for her. Maria, in no uncertain terms, did not return that love. So despite his best efforts, Hoyos would pass away in October 1931 as a result of her illness, leaving her family and her newly obsessed carer absolutely inconsolable. Uh, so Tanzler, with the approval of her parents, um, paid a mortician to prepare her body before locking her within an expensive tomb, uh, stone tomb in Key West Cemetery. I mean, that's nice of him, right? A fancy stone tomb, you know, a big old mausoleum. Nothing to be concerned about. Absolutely nothing. Uh, well, what Horace's family didn't realize is that there was only one key to this fancy stone tomb that was in the possession of one man. Um, and Carl Tanzler would quickly take advantage of this privilege, which would result in one of the most macabre series of events of all time. Um, and I'm I think it's... Get the I was going to say, what's the end? What's I the thought... drill there? Yeah, surely you just shut the door and that's it. Is it a thing where you can just go and visit your relative? Check they're still there. <laughs> no one's interfered with Are you still dead? Oh, look, shit, he's walking around. He lied to me. It's like some sort of weird lock. <laughs> so I think now is a good time to take a quick little break as we hear from some other shows talk about some stuff. All the way back in the beginning of recorded history, there's been one thing that humans have excelled at, both in effectiveness and creativity, and that's been finding the cruelest and most innovative ways to hurt or kill one another. And on our new show, we plan on covering all of it. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Dan. And we host a podcast called Torture. It's a show where we examine the most horrible things people have done to one another over the centuries and tell you about all the methods and devices that our ancestors were able to come up with, including the when, the where, and the people they were used on. Yeah, we'll go way back. We're talking biblical times, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient China, to cover things like crucifixion, Ling Chi, and the brazen bull. Up to medieval Europe for everything like the choke pair, the guillotine, and the rack. And the more modern days like solitary confinement, waterboarding, and electrocution. But that's only a small part of the history of human cruelty, because to really cover the issue, we also have to talk about the people that implemented them and the events in which they were used. Historical figures like Vladimir Paler, Nero, and Pol Pot. Groups, institutions, and cults like the Viet Cong, Um Shinrikyo, and the CIA. Notable and historical events like the Japanese rape of Nanking, any one of the many inquisitions, and the story of Blanche Monnier. And it wouldn't be a podcast about human cruelty if we didn't cover some of the most sadistic people to ever live. Process serial killers like H.H. H. Holmes, Fred and Rosemary West, Robert Bordella, and of course, B.T.K. But the most important and controversial topic we will cover in depth and to great lengths, the vital discussion and observation of... The complete and utter difference between Irish and American foods. We talk about it a lot. 
a lot. Like so, so fucking much. Every episode, somehow we just end up talking about, well, oh, this is American food. Oh, this is Irish food. I don't. So much you think it's too much, but then you realize it's not quite enough. Yeah, like it's a it's a little weird. Like at this at this point, we could probably just rename the podcast "The Difference Between Irish and American Food" and a little bit of torture. Very <laughs> good. Do it as like an off brunch. Yes. Thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Anyways, uh, we'll have new episodes every two weeks on Sundays. So go find us on Twitter and Instagram at TorturePod. Email us at TorturePod at gmail.com. And like, follow, and subscribe. And most importantly, listen to Torture, a history of human cruelty starting June 26th, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Hey, Steven. Hey, Leo. I love horror movies. So do I. I don't love that I have nobody to talk about them with. It sucks you see something great, you tell your friends to go see it, and they don't have the time because they have kids and a job. <sighs> they have a life. Boring. I know. Imagine if there was a podcast where you could make your buddy watch a horror movie and under threat of death they had to, and then you got to talk about it, crack jokes, things like that. That sounds wonderful. What if we did it? We could do it. Under threat of death. Yes, so much death, so much threat. I love it. We could call it Spoils of Horror. Great name. And guess what? What? We've been doing it for three months. What? It's crazy. We're on all major podcasting platforms. You can search Spoils of Horror on all social medias. Come check us out. Hang out with us. Have a good time. Join us. If you dare. Dun, dun, dun. So, back to the episode. Tansler. Uh, would spend over two years making nightly trips to Horus's grave. However, his ritual was abruptly broken when he mysteriously lost his job. Um, might have something to do with those counterfeited <laughs> credentials of Dr. The Life. Mentioning the degree stop work. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how long it took for them to be like, yeah, this guy. Hold on. <laughs> I don't think he's qualified for this. There's just a little sneaky suspicion. Don't, I don't think. Don't think he's qualified. So although her family did find this abrupt change in conduct a little odd, they were wholly prepared, uh, unprepared, sorry, for the reasons why he stopped his nightly trips. And that's because Horios' body was no longer in the mausoleum. Remember who had that one and only key? Dr. Carl Tanzler. And that's why the corpse of Maria Horios was now housed in the home of one Carl Tanzler. Right, dirty get. Oh. Dirty. Dirty bastard. How how well he's aired out the tomb? Very well preserved. <laughs> you laugh, but people buy taxidermy. Do we have any info I mean, people... on the on the logistics of how he moved the body? Because what what year is this now? Do we know this would be the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties? He put 19... her in a wheelchair and stuck some googly eyes on her. <laughs> What's that film? <laughs> Like surely he would have to like fireman's lift her all the way home. Yeah, no, that that I I did think of like the, the the logistics of how he would have done that, and to go unnoticed as well. Like how would you how would you sneak a, a body out of a out of a tomb to your own home? And how, how long? Is Let's she try been? it. Let's find yeah, out. Well, <laughs> see how far we can get. How long is how long is she been dead at this stage? Uh, so she died in 1931, um, and he spent over two years making trips to his grave. Right. So it was probably only a couple of years at this point. 
as a guesstimate. So she's just born at this stage, then, is she? Necessarily. Born again. If she's in a, uh, like a concrete box, she might not be. I suppose if the conditions are right, I don't know what the right conditions would be. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, my macabre sense of curiosity has not Googled how long does it take for a body to decompose yet. Let's just but assume she's melted yet. If I had to guess, I'd probably say that she was in reasonably good condition still. Oh. Like she's not just a, a goopy mess at this point, I don't think. Yeah. So now two years deceased, I thought it was two. Um, Carl Tanzler was left with the task of maintaining Hoyos's corpse. Uh, so when necessary, he performed this inside an old aeroplane that he had converted into a temporary medical lab. What? How's he got an old aeroplane? What the fuck? Why is no one questioning anything? Why has he got an aeroplane? What's he doing with that woman? Like, how is this so... You were shooting people around who were seeing this. I'll Maybe this you, was like... The early 90s, one was mental. Yeah, Everyone else say. is doing crazy stuff, so they're not noticing them, and it, his crazy stuff. What would a, a 1920s aeroplane look like as well? Like one of the, it'd be one of them ones where there's about four weeks stacked up on top of Yeah, like the Red <laughs> red Baron, really small. One of those Wright brothers planes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, inside the medical lab, he looked at a range of DIY techniques to preserve the young woman's decomposing body, including plaster of Paris and glass eyes to preserve the integrity of her face and coat hangers and otherwise yeah. to stabilize her skeletal frame. Uh, in an effort to maintain its natural shape, um, he had her torso filled with rags and genuine hair was used to cover her scalp. In an effort to keep the rotting smell at bay, Tanzler would add a ton of perfumes, flowers, disinfectants and preservatives. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and to top it off, he would... That makes it worse. That makes it worse. Sounds like my ex-girlfriend. That... <laughs> <laughs> like all them, all them sweet smells make rot it's just awful it's something like it's something like man she she doesn't love you just get over it like jesus christ go and go go and find someone else fuck it out like the grave can't even spin <laughs> in her own grave can't you <laughs> um so uh i say to top off that just obscene list um he would regularly apply mortician's wax to horace's face in an effort to keep her quote Alive, she's dead. Oh. <laughs> she cut. Oh, uh. So throughout all of this, we're going to assume he's interfering with the body. We'll get to that. Uh, so Carl Tanzler would wrap the corpse in a dress, gloves, and jewelry, and would place the body in his own bed, which he shared with the corpse for the next seven years. Oh my God! People <laughs> can't be going around through that. Be a hell of a stink. Oh, can you imagine? You I, just had, sort of... I had one dead mouse in a in a plug socket, and that's I think one in my uni house. It, it got stuck behind. It went behind the fridge, got in a, a plug socket, fried itself, and then dang. So he kept smelling in the fridge, and then one time I pulled the fridge out to have a look, and there was a, a tail hanging out one of the plug socket holes. And that's <laughs> just one mouse. Is there a, any photos of this lady in life, not in death? Um, what sort I, of size? I'm pretty be? sure there are a few. Like Google Mira, Maria Hoyos. Let's have a look. And you'll find plenty of photos of Carl Tanzler's work and trying to preserve her corpse. I know that much. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, Google it now. I'd be quite interested to see what you're doing. Right. Right. Oh. Look at that. I'm guessing it's their one. Yeah. That was the worst one. one. Yeah. That is the least dignified death I've ever seen. <laughs> Awful. That's when you're shocked. 
He looks happy, though. I'll tell you what, she looks alive, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he's not a big girl. And... Considering he, he did a, a pretty decent job at trying to, like, make her look somewhat. I haven't seen the before and the, the yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done a good job, so I, I don't see any problem. I mean, fair play to fair play to went on to work in LA. alive. Well, looking kept her looking alive. Do you question your um, hobbies? Maybe you should find someone who isn't actually dead. Oh yeah, fun fact by the way, he was still married at this point. No, no, he wasn't. Where's his wife in all this? Yes, his this, wife oh, does come back Australia. into the fold. She is still very much alive. He very much still has a wife. He very much still has children. But they're not living together though. No, because he left them behind. Of course he did. I wonder yeah, why. It's, it's just a, it's a madness. I hope you're enjoying your one and only appearance on Horror House. 100 Horrors, by the way. I totally understand if you don't want to come on to the show again. Oh, fully. Where, where would we go from here? If there's not a woman <laughs> who's more waxed than bones by the end of it, there's nothing else, nowhere else to go. So, wait until the police find what Paul's doing, then we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have to, are you going to be a case that I'm going to talk about, Paul, at some point? Fingers crossed. <laughs> the small-handed killer. Small-handed killer. What he is. The fact that he shared a bed with the courts of seven years is wild. Not gonna lie. And like, how? What? What would you say if people came to your house and it's just like, ah, oh, you know, your wife's just being a bit lazy. She's not got out of bed. She's like, well, yeah, because she can't. Yeah, don't wake her. She's sleeping. <laughs> Go wake Why her. Why she look so startled? <laughs> I'll be honest. I would just whip my house. I would just say. Dogs go in my bedroom, please. Wouldn't you have to come up with some mad excuse as to why no one could go in there? Less embarrassing to say there's some sex things in there, and I don't want you to see them. I'm a pervert. Don't go in there, please. Yeah. That guy is not as vulgar as the, the truth, is it? So that's where I go. Just, yeah, that's no, just, that's true. Yeah? Go in, that's true. Put in there. I'll wet the bed. There's <laughs> shit everywhere in there. <laughs> I will say that saying that you've got a multitude of fucked up sex toys is far less offensive than there's a literal corpse in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> and it, just embarrassing enough you would involved when you say it that is true Hoyas's family would start to worry obviously when they heard that the entire town was talking about the reclusive guy who frequently uh who was frequently spotted buying women's apparel and perfume in addition to a local boy's testimony of seeing the doctor dancing with what appeared to be a huge doll uh carl just a top tip don't dance with your like, corpse in front up. of a window god draw the curtain right I'm pretty sure that's grave robbing 101. Don't dance with your corpse in front of a window where everyone can see. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. And Aww. the little boy was upset enough to go and tell his mum he's dancing with dolls in there. Imagine the outrage of what he's at. He's not worse than that. It's not even a doll. He's yeah. hiding in plain yeah, sight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's not dead. Look, she's dancing with me. Oh, hang on. Her head's just falling. <laughs> <laughs> just get really insulted as well when you're like, oh, I saw you dance with a doll. I was like, that is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you not to judge dancing. But... She's very self-conscious about her lack of dancing skills. I'm trying to change to have two left feet. <laughs> and no head. Um, so the jig was finally up when Hoyos' uh, sister appeared at Tansler's house in 1940. While there, she discovered what she thought to be a life-sized effigy of her deceased sister. However, as soon as the authorities arrived, they realized that this, quote, doll, was actually Horace herself, and Tansler was taken into custody for grave robbing. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> well, is Dante with a corpse crime? No, that's true. He has only just done just, just grave robbing. And he diddled with her, though. Well, we don't know that he diddled with her yet. Don't hold that yet. We'll, we'll get we'll to that. Um, 
Tansler was psychiatrically examined and found mentally competent. Surprise, surprise. I don't know how he was found mentally competent, but apparently he was. Uh, to stand trial on the charge of, quote, wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. How was he found mentally competent? <laughs> like, surely there's something wrong <laughs> up there. I don't know. Maybe he was just really obsessed and he didn't know how to deal with it. But, you know, any normal person, if, you know, they're like, oh, this is the girl of my dreams. I love her. Any normal person, if they got rejected, would be like, cool, I'm going to go and find someone else. I don't, it's quite a jump to go from like, I'll find someone else to, oh, no, that's fine. I'll wait until you die and then I'll rob your body and then I'll just. I'm thinking about I'm it. You, I've got a lot of friends, and I've not been in many of their bedrooms. So, did, you know, could be corpses in there. You just I'm don't maybe. know. I'm not going to ask them. Maybe their business, isn't it? What is the test? Are you nuts? No, <laughs> you feel crazy. You. I feel fine. They they literally just like, how are you feeling today? And you're like, oh, I'm I'm top notch. And they're like, cool. He's mentally competent. He's sane. No worries. I saw the body <laughs> and thought, no no madman make that that work. piece of art. Um, so Tansler was held to answer, uh, the charge during a preliminary hearing on October the 9th, 1940 at the Monroe County Courthouse in the Key West. However, the case was later dismissed and he was freed since the crime's statute of limitations had passed. Did he get to keep the cops? You'll find out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) thought that was the end. That was the story over. No, no, oh no! I'm telling you, she comes back to life. Oh no! Dead. There's <laughs> it's been playing along the whole time. <laughs> there's still a, there's still a few pages left of outline yet. We're not we're not we're not quite yeah. done. I also want to add um, that though a psychiatric evaluation determined that Tansler was competent to stand trial, some report that his ultimate plans involved flying Hoyos quote high into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore life. To her somnolent form. <laughs> what? That explains the plane. It's going to throw really high. Does he have like a massive catapult or something? Up. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> a trampoline at the bottom trampoline. of the window. Like, if that's true, if that report is true, he was found mentally sane, absolutely fine, even though his ultimate plan was plan was to do that. I think he might not be sane. There might yeah. be something a bit it's wrong a bit with eccentric. my boy Carl. Um, so, fun fact, Carl Tanzler actually received quite a bit of compassion during his trial, with some even viewing him as a hopeless, albeit eccentric, romantic. Yeah, because, you know, hopeless romantics want to catapult their corpse into outer space so that radiation could restore their life. Definitely a romantic thing to do. <laughs> if someone won't do that for me, then I don't want to be with them. Oh, earlier, you say he was a radiologist. Yeah. Did he got to work? <laughs> Blasting women in the stratus at work at real lord, see if that works. <laughs> Can you imagine just like them just like Carl mate? Your 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 wife ain't looking too hot, so it's fine. There's nothing to be concerned your about. Your wife worked there. <laughs> uh research has revealed so research, sorry, has revealed evidence of Tantler's necrophilia with Elena's corpse. Um Elena's bones were subjected to an autopsy in nineteen forty, and two doctors Oh dear. Uh, Dr. Dupu and Dr. Foraka. Foraka? Dr. Dupu. Dr. Dupu. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> I would change your surname, my friend. So the two doctors were present during the autopsy 
and uh, reported in 1972 that a vaginal tube had been put into the corpse's vaginal region to enable sex. So yes, he did. Well, That's where we crossed the line. Did the jury know this when he was found completely sane? So that was the that was the the claim. However, others claim that the allegation of necrophilia is unfounded because no proof of it was offered at the preliminary hearing in 1940, and because the uh, physician's proof didn't come to light until 1972, more than 30 years after the case was dismissed. The HBO autopsy program reiterated the claim of necrophilia in 1999. However, no current images of the autopsy or photographs taken at the public exhibition depict a tube. Another autopsy in nineteen in Is that what you just said? Oh no, no. Um, the uh, proof of the I think the proof of the vaginal tube wasn't sort of talked about until nineteen seventy two. So thirty years oh, after right. the original um, right, preliminary right. hearing. So uh, what happened to the corpse of Maria Hoyos? I hear everybody ask. I'm going to guess that he ate it. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he put her in a wheelie bin or something. Horrible. Bin. <laughs> bin men just come out the next day, just like, no, you can't put this in the green bin, Carl. I told you, it goes in that bin. You're putting it in the wrong bin. So nearly seven thousand people came to see Hoyos's defied body for themselves when it was put on display at a nearby funeral parlor. What the fuck? I'd go. I don't. I, I would I'd go. Definitely would. Have a look. Go to a funeral home and have a look. Do that. Like a celebrity can did it with the. Uh... Well, she's not a celebrity. She's well, a dead woman. I mean, we're talking about her. Horror House is talking about her. She's a big thing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is. My morbid curiosity would definitely have me going as well to see it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'd definitely go. I shouldn't have you. You couldn't drag me away from there. Um, it's so... the sort of thing that I cut out of our podcast. <laughs> I'm very lazy with my editing, so a lot of this is probably going to be in. I imagine she was. Finally laid to rest in an unmarked burial um, in the Key West Cemetery. So she didn't even go back to her fancy old mausoleum. It was just an unmarked grave. Uh, Tansler relocated to Pasco County, Florida, not far from Zifrils um, in 1944. And it was there that he authored an autobiography that was, sorry, that was published Thanks. in Pulp Magazine, in the Pulp Magazine, Fantastic Adventures in 1947. His wife, Doris, I told you, Doris is very much still here. His wife, Doris, who reportedly assisted Tansler in his later years, lived close to his home. In Tampa, Tansler was granted citizenship in 1950. Uh, Also, what the fuck, Doris? Man fucks off, becomes obsessed with some poor woman, uh, isn't even a doctor and can't help her when she is ill. When she dies, he takes her body and then lives with it for seven years. He comes back and you're just like, oh, hey, boo. I missed you. Like, let's let's do this thing. What the fuck is that? Love is love. That is loyalty. I'll give her that. She must have known. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that just that just yeah, seemed wild to me. I was like, do you not have any like did did you ask any questions or did you just sort of welcome him back with open arms? Uh so Tansler created a life sized effigy out of Maria out of a death mask after he had uh distanced himself from his fixation. And he continued to live with it until his death on July the 3rd, 1952, at age 75. Uh, three weeks after his death, his body was found on his floor, wrapped in the arms of the effigy of Maria that he had created. 
and that's the story of Dr. Carl Tanzler. Ah, <laughs> uh, Taylor's oldest. Right. Beautiful. Coming to Netflix. Do you know where he's buried, or is he? Uh... Uh, I couldn't find anything on 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 that when I was when I was looking. Uh, um, that's uh, that is the story of Dr. Carl Tanzler. It kind of sounds like how Tim Burton would remake Romeo and Juliet. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I think that Tim Burton was the son of uh, Carl Tanzler and was it Maria? <laughs> Somehow after she died. Carl's got Tim Burton. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Boys, what do you think of our friend Carl Tanzler? Misunderstood. Misunderstood. <laughs> uh, in, all, in all seriousness, I think he wasn't meant to be found. There was something not quite right there, I think. <laughs> I think yeah. it was wrong. A little bit odd. But also, I think that people have enabled it throughout all of this. So it takes, it takes a village to raise a maniac. That a is true. With a doll should have made a bigger deal out of it. And when, when he had a plane in his back garden, why did no one say, what, what is that plane doing there? Why is it <laughs> You're not a pilot. Building a lab. Yeah, what this, for? This, this really... digging in. What, what are you doing in there? This is like the age where you can get away with like bullying and stuff, isn't it? Like you yeah. can't do, you did that today, but like, oh, well, yeah, but. You know, that's his comfort corpse. He's allowed. He's allowed <laughs> to have that. You know, he's he's got anxiety, so you allow him to dig up a corpse, and reanimate. Plus, to all of this, there is the Second World War going on. Make a yeah. fish to fry a lot of the time. It's yeah. Like, oh, my brother got exploded today. My dad died last week. Uh, I saw a man dance with a giant doll. Well, yeah. look, the Nazis might arrive any minute. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a crazy case. It's I've done some like pretty insane cases on this show i think this is probably ranking up there as as one of the most insane it's just like man just go and get laid somewhere else fuck it now imagine like, if, jesus uh, if you were her ghost seeing all that going on <laughs> like, imagine as well having seen the photo of, of poor maria god rest her soul having seen the photo if she did come back to life she'd have been human what have you done to me absolutely the thing is as well what when where do you buy mortician's wasp from there's no Amazon or anything in that day, in those yeah, days. No, that's true. So surely he's had to go into like a funeral home and be like, excuse me, can I have like five kilos of mortician's wax, please? Is that enabling him? <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's no. a bit suspicious. Corpses. Surely they would have some questions. Like, uh, is there any specific reason why you want a fuck ton of mortician's wax? Uh, no reason. Yeah. To be fair, though, he's probably, he's probably pulled out a certificate that says he's a mortician. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, dear. Were our eyes constantly open as well? I they think, have to have been. Yeah, they were, I think they were so. glass eyes back in. Their eyelids would have dried off. <laughs> Every night, you'd have to put a, sli- a sleeping mask on her then. <laughs> Lift mean, her head up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably would. Because, like, can you imagine, like, you roll over in bed and then at, like, three o'clock in the morning, you just see poor Maria with her eyes wide open. That would scare the fucking shit out of you. Like, oh, my goodness. Can man. you not sleep, love? Move <laughs> <laughs> the white nose on. Like it's like I get scared if I roll over and I see the clothes pile on my chair because it looks like there's a demon in my bed. Like and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So, thank you for coming on, boys. As I say, I love what you guys are doing with your show. It's one of my weekly listens, and it's just so good. Um, you know, the banter's great. I love the little the the different segments that you guys do as well. It's just a top show. So if you guys haven't listened to One Hundred Horrors yet, please do. Go listen to them. For those, thank you. No, that's good, man. Like honestly, hundred percent. You guys are, are killing it. No pun intended. For those hey. that <laughs> listen, leaving it um, in seven years. Yeah. 
I know that you said it at the start um, for just anyone who's decided to, anyone who's still here, like, if you've got this far, yeah. like, good job, well done. For for those who might have, you know, might have forgotten after this just insane story, just remind people where they can find you. Uh, yep. Uh, the local graveyard open it, testing the dogs. Um, <laughs> you can find 100 Horrors on on keeps it all social media but on twitter facebook and instagram the show wherever you get grand as for as for us at horror house if you enjoy what we do um please give us a rating on spotify and a review on apple podcasts or you can rate and review via the website it does help people think that popping a rating or a review doesn't really do much but it does help especially like i'm pretty sure with the algorithm on apple podcasts the more reviews you get more they push your show i'm pretty sure that's what i've heard anyway so get those reviews in because we want to get damn huge we want to be like the joe rogan maybe not like joe rogan because joe rogan's a dick but you know we want to be that sort of (laughs) that sort of level you can find us on instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod please give us a follow and don't hesitate to dm for case suggestions feedback on episodes if you dm saying how can i you know where can i get morticians wax I'm going to be like, okay, that's a bit sus. (laughs) Just uh, don't forget to check out the merch store as well. And if you're so inclined, please donate to the show using the Buy Me A Coffee link. So, lads, do you want to see us out? Uh, Well, we just want to say thank you to uh, bringing us on. That was was wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much for the kind words, boys. It's been a pleasure. Oh, sorry, okay, if we ever figure out how to do it, we'll uh, we'll get you on our show as well. Yeah, definitely. We need to work out how to do this digitally. Yeah, We're not doing it. I'm learning a lot here. Yeah, just uh, just let us know the time. Uh, let us know the time and place. But but yeah, thank you for listening, guys. And all that's left to say from me is stay spooky. Mm-hmm.